I imagine yours is more like a Black Sabbath song. Bana. Oh, no, that would be boring. I'd lose, my, I'd lose my chub, bud. You don't want you don't want to lose chub right in the middle of a game. You, what you got to do is you got to find a nice steady rhythm that you can keep up long enough for everybody to be happy, right? I have been out of the game so long. It's oh, not, really? even, not even So is that thing. is that the tempo you masturbate at? <laughs> Probably faster. Pop, 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 pop. Probably more like a grindcore song. Oh shit, dude. You're going to temp tennis elbow. No, not only that, but my you know, my dick's, you know, red. Oh, from oh, from <laughs> yeah, you literally yeah, abusing yeah. yourself? Yeah. Yeah, you just have to rub some Ben Gay on that elbow before you <laughs> masturbate next time. Welcome to Logbox Small Talk. I am Bill. And I'm Rodney. And we are back. From the last episode. <laughs> Back from again from the long vacation. We are back for the attack. Uh, how you been? You know, you know, the same. Pretty much the same. Uh, almost nothing's happened since we recorded that last podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, literally and figuratively. Um, other than that, that masturbation joke that I'm really proud of earlier. <laughs> nothing, bud. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm very good. Good living the dream. I don't know who's, but I'm living it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm actually on a new medication. Ooh. And it makes me have the weirdest fucking dreams. And I'm not going to reaccount any of them right now um, because I think, the, I think, I'm sorry, my wife has told me that listening to my dreams are boring no matter how scary they were for me. <laughs> so she's just like, it's, it's not the fact that she doesn't want to listen to me, I hope. I think it's the fact that whenever you describe something to someone else and you're just like, my heart was beating in the dream and I was terrified and I was cold sweat in the dream. And she's just like, I don't understand any, like, I'm not feeling yeah. that whenever you tell me about that horrific thing that happened to you. But you see, you're absolutely lucky because I know your wife very well and she is not a jealous person by any means. Oh, why would she be jealous of my no, terrifying, horrible dreams? No, I mean, like, these if are you, not sex dreams. No, like, no. If you, like, if you said, like, I, I was having sex with this, you know, with this woman in the dream, she'd be uh -huh. like, well, good for you. That's oh, yeah, good. I would totally get a pat on the back yeah, and be like, good you, for know what? You. you live your best yeah, dream life. Yeah, you're living your best dream life yeah. there, buddy. Yeah. But whenever, whenever they're terrifying, horrible dreams that I wake up to and I'm traumatized for days afterwards, <laughs> I'm just like, hey, babe, will you cuddle me? And she's <laughs> like, oh, is this about the fucking dream again? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I can imagine her, like, after you telling about a sex dream, she just, like, gives you a nice pat on the arm. Good for you, slugger. Good for you. We Good won't have you, sex slugger. for a couple days now. Yeah. I don't want you thinking about that awesome dream you had. <laughs> so, anyway, oh. what comic book stuff do we have to talk about? Well, I've actually been reading lately, um, which is a first in a long time. I, I finally got really back. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on right now, but I'm actually back with the big Marvel. Ah. Um, you ditched DC? I really haven't read anything. Uh, DC really hasn't been doing anything for me lately. Uh, well, uh, for those of who don't know, we both actually flooded in Hurricane Harvey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so lots of people in Texas flooded. We were two of the lucky ones that got. Yeah. Oh, God. Lost yeah. so much. So uh, much. I, and, and Ike, 10 years before, uh -huh. I lost half of my collection. Damn. Roughly 3,000 comics. Did you lose any of your collection this time? I lost most of the rest of it. Ugh, that's that's uh, hard. What did you save? Uh, I, mostly trades. Okay. Mostly my trades were in boxes. I, I really, it really was a kind of a, um, uh, what do they call it? like a moment of clarity? And I've switched. <laughs> what do I care about? What yeah. do I care about? Watchmen. I've, I've switched. No, no, because like a lot of that stuff was saved, so that was good. Um, but I don't worry about it because I buy, I buy everything on Comixology now. Ooh. So This episode sponsored yeah, by Comixology God, as I soon wish. as they pay us. I wish. Yeah, they can pay me in one free issue a week and I'd be fine. Oh, sure. Um, but yeah. For, for this level of entertainment, that's probably like the going rate. Exactly. It's like one digital comic book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no physical copies. <laughs> Only digital. And it's, it's still got to be out six months or more. That's right. You can't have new stuff. <laughs> you get Scarlet Spider number two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so um, I got to admit I got on the hype train on Jonathan Hickman's X-Men. I, I, I did not know what I was getting into. I, he did Ultimates, which was good, mm -hmm. really good. I can't remember anything else he's done right off the top of my head. And I have to tell you. It's fucking phenomenal. The guy is amazing. Um, basically, the two different books, House of X and Powers of X. House of X kind of gets you up to speed where the X-Men are right now. Um, Powers of X tells you about the past and the future, 
What's interesting is, I don't want to give too much away. House of X2, basically you're going, when you're reading issue one, the first thing you ask is, how the hell is Charles Xavier alive and why is he walking? You find out in House of X2, and I don't want to spoil it, but I'm gonna, you're going to have to. If you haven't read it by now, it's been out two weeks. Get over it. Um, Mo- you know who Moira McTaggart is? Sure. Okay. I- I've heard rumblings of this. Okay, so Moira... I've not read it yet. Moira, okay, Moira was a character introduced uh, in All New, All Different when they introduced Wolverine, Thunderbird, Storm, and all them in the late 60s. Uh, she then took over the um, Muir Island facility where mm-hmm. they would help hone certain mutants' powers. What you find out is probably one of the most interesting things and a great way to explain all the different continuities and things that have happened in X-Men. Moira is an Omega-level mutant that is immortal. And she keeps her power is she keeps getting reborn and living life over. Like Groundhog Day... From the very beginning. But every time she does it, after the first time, she lived a regular life. She had a a husband and kids. She died when she was 79 or 80. She finds herself back in utero, completely cognizant. Uh, Gross. Crazy. It's the first thing that I can think of. Comes out and she can, they said she can, you know, read and write and walk and talk faster than anybody. And she then figured out, like, she was different. And she went and looked for Charles Xavier and tried to buddy up to him, but it didn't work. Dies again in the future, comes back again. Basically, she is groundhog daying it throughout all the Marvel history of the X-Men. So, um, Mutant Massacre is one timeline. It's like every life she lived was a different timeline that we saw. But, like, all of these things all happened. Like, um... You know, in the 2000s, when X-Men kind of went wonky and weird for a minute, that was a different timeline for her. She lived through it, and she saw them do all that. She didn't interact with them. But then they showed different timelines where she goes to live with Magneto, and she, you know, dies as a terrorist. And then there's one, spoiler alert, she goes to work for Apocalypse. And she finds out... What she's trying to do is find out what which why it's not working. Why... Why Charles Xavier's dream doesn't work, why Magneto's not working, why Apocalypse isn't working. And she comes to the conclusion that they're just, they're all wrong. It should be about evolution. They, they should get past the fact of trying to live at harmony and try just admit they're the superior species and just say, we're going to coexist with you, but know that we can fuck you up if we have to. Um, and we'll offer all this cool shit like, a, like cures for diseases and all this different stuff. But know that if you fuck with us, we're not going to have any of this Sentinel bullshit because we'll just fucking kill you all. We can. Okay, I'm processing over here. Okay. So, Moira McTaggart. Yes. A C-list character, mm-hmm. if even C-list. Who was married to Banshee. Yeah. And all new, all different, or, or around that time was married to him. Okay, I'm, uh, like, yes. I'm, I'm trying to think. And then also for the movies, you may know this character, Myra, Moira McCandor. Yeah. She's in some of the... First uh, class and yeah, Days of class, Future Past. Yes. So she is an Omega-level mutant. Yes. And each of those realities is tangible and real. Yes. She lived it. It happened. And so you what you saw happened. It was continuity for that time and was real. It explained everything. When you, I, I can't. I don't. That's have absolutely that. insane. But it's fucking brilliant. Oh, of course. It ties it all together because the first thing you're going is, why is Charles walking? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, why is Charles alive? Last time I checked, Xavier was fucking dead. So is is this a reboot of what has come before? This is this is the now. Okay. This is where they are now. Um, I don't know how. I love all new, all different X Men. I that was my first graphic novel was the uh, leather-bound Marvel Masterworks from, like, 80, 89. My grandmother got it when I was... She bought it in, in America and then brought it to me when they were visiting in England, mm. when they came over to England to visit us. And it was a birthday gift. And I somewhere around her, I still have it. I cherish that graphic novel because it's the whole thing where uh, the original X-Men went to uh, the island of Krakoa, Mm-hmm. The Living Island. Yep. They get captured by it. Scott makes it back. And that's when you get the all new X Men. Well, 
The island of Krakoa now is where they live. Yeah. It's a hub for them, and they can travel in and out of it. And each city has a small Krakoa. I hope I'm saying it right. It just... Krakatoa? Krakatoa, 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 something like that. Anyway, each city has a small version of that with a portal that only allows, if the, it definitely will allow mutants, but if you're a welcomed human, it will let you in. But no, it's not anybody can walk through the portal. Hmm. It's brilliant. Then you go to Powers of X-Men, which tells you, like, the history and the future, okay? The future is the most interesting part. It goes 100 years into the future. It's showing you, like, uh, Mr. Sinister did some breeding programs so that so that certain... Yeah, I know. So that's, okay, Mr. Sinister. I know. The only goddamn power that dude has is to make other people yeah. fuck. <laughs> He's like, I've got another breeding program. Oh, the X-Men defeated me. Yeah. Oh, well, I have their DNA. I'm going to breed them again. Nice diamond on it's your like, forehead, Chief. Jesus Christ, man. So... You find out what he, a one-trick he, pony. Yeah, right? he, he did some breeding programs to keep the mutants alive. Um, but Nimrod, I don't know if you remember Nimrod, yeah. the 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 Sentinel. Mm -hmm. He teams up with the humans, and it's very apropos for right now politically. You know, the I think it's the anti-mutant front or the the something human front, and he teams up with the humans to get rid of all the mutants. Basically, in a hundred years, like they're almost all the mutants are gone almost. And the remnants are living on Asteroid K. Not Asteroid M, but Asteroid K. And I don't want to give away who their leader is. Uh, but one X-Man is still alive. Which, not going to be hard to figure out which one that is. Um, I mean, just for sales sake, Wolverine. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a big sigh, but Wolverine... Uh, dude, dude is made of cash. Yeah, <laughs> but... Um, there, I don't want. I don't want to give away who their leader is because you find out in Powers of X two, who's running the show, and it blows your doors. You're just like, holy shit, you went that far. Like you, you literally. This is where you had to go to survive. So, it, it does Moira make a, an appearance in this one, or is the other one basically no? Her basically, story? the other one is Moira. Okay, is, is it, it starts with Moira, and you kind of get away, and then in, in issue two, it's the episode literally should be called. The issue should be called all about Moira. Okay. Because it is literally just Moira-centric. Um, they're doing some deep cuts. Dude, uh, 3 comes out tomorrow, and I am i can't wait. As soon as I get to work, I'm like going to download it and read it, because I'm ready. Legally. No, I, Comixology. Comixology. Oh, yeah. This episode, <laughs> sponsored um, by Comixology. I got to say, if you're not reading... Uh, if you're not reading both of them, you have to read. It's, they're six issues each, They're gonna and they run... Um, house comes out week one. Week two is powers. Week three is number two of each, and then so forth. Over a what is it six week period or I don't know. I can't count twelve weeks. Six issues, one six, a month. One one a week. One a week. Oh, that's so a I guess fast it is timeline for these people. Yeah, six eight weeks, something like that. You're gonna get this whole story. So by September, they're gonna start a new line of X Men comics. I'm excited. I think Hickman's. Doing the Lord's work, you know. So are they going to tie these two together? I think at the end, yes. They end okay. up tying everything together. So Mortar will come back and then something from the other book will get into hers. I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay. I mean, because there's something in issue two about, they say about Moira. Uh -huh. um, in one of her lives, she meets the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and she meets Destiny. Destiny knows her and knows about her power, has known about her power. And knows that it has a limit. Ooh. So there is a... She's may not necessarily be completely immortal. Ooh. Uh, it's fascinating. Dude, it is so good. It is... I haven't... I think I, I was a hardcore X-Men fan from like... They were the first superhero comic I got into. After G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Punisher. The reason I got into X-Men was because uh, during Acts of Vengeance... The Reavers from X-Men showed up in Punisher 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. So I, when it said, oh, from the pages of X-Men, the Reavers, I'm like, who are these robot guys from Australia? These are badass. Yeah. I'm all about this. So I jumped over and started reading that. So I had a, a straight run from 225 to like 450. I had like almost 250 issues somewhere in there. And then around after, after Grant Morrison and after Joss Whedon, I kind of got out. They kind of lost me for a little bit. Okay. Um, 
I mean, those are some talented guys. Yeah, and, and after that, there was a lot of weird areas it went into. Now, God, man, they've really gotten suckered me back in. Like, it's so good. So damn good. And, like, there's been no mention of Cable. You know, no mention of, you know, Scott Summers is a big part of it. Jean Grey, haven't seen her. I don't remember seeing her. I know, like, it's some of the past stuff she's there, but, like, right now I don't know where she is. Maybe she's in it. I may, have, I may be forgetting. Mm-hmm. But honestly, man, it is really, really good. I can't stress enough. You got to check them out. And don't just read the one. Read both. Because they're setting something up that's going to be big, I think. And I think that from there on out, like, there's going to be multiple titles here in the future. You know, probably starting in October. Well, I'm just, I'm wondering where they're going to end up. Like, what is going to be the prime timeline? I, I mean, I guess, I guess whatever he puts into motion now will be it. Like, everything else has happened, mm-hmm. but this is it. The, what you're going to, what they're showing you now the way the mutants interacting with humans, that's it, man. So, well, well like I'm really excited about what you're saying first off, cause those two books sound awesome. But then also I feel like Marvel especially has this problem. DC less so, but Marvel really has this problem where like no one knows what the fuck is really happening. Yeah. You know, they all just kind of like, I have a great idea for a story, you know? And then they do that story. But- and then the next guy's like, Oh shit, how do I, Okay, so this happened first, and then that happened, and so it kind of negated everything that happened in that other guy's book. You know, they constantly have to do that, but, and here it seems like they're trying to reorientate themselves into one timeline. Yeah, but not with the whole universe, thank God. I mean, because the problem is, you know, we've said in the past, every year Marvel was rebooting itself for a while. There was like yeah. three in a row. That's like, you don't need to do that. Like, just make good stories. We'll catch up. We'll, we're not stupid. You know, throw some, throw, throw a left curve at us. We'll roll with it. I think we're smart enough to handle it. Just give us a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the other thing is, is like, like with DC, it's like DC. You know, buddy, I love you. Quit doing the events every year. Every time I turn around, you got another big event. Oh, it's Event Leviathan and Year of the Villain. Okay, maybe that's cool, but I don't need it every time. Well, I mean, constantly DC is in Marvel shadow, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think that's just what they're doing. They're like, Marvel did that for a while. Let's do that for a while. Yeah. You know, and then whenever they get to the point where Marvel got to the point of, oh shit, our people don't like these yearly events. Let's try something different. DC's just not there yet. Yeah. So they'll, 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 you know, they'll, they'll do the other thing for a while and then they'll come to their senses. Okay. You know, at least that's what I hope. Yeah. So Hickman's X-Men, uh, House of X, Power of X, my pick. What have you been reading lately? Um, quite honestly, I, I, I'm going back into the, uh, the archive, 2007, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I'm rereading The Boys. Oh, good call. Good call. Uh, yeah, so the wife and I watched the Amazon Prime series, and then just because, you know, I think it's like 12 episodes, we finished mm-hmm. that, and I was like, you know what? I want to go back and reread it, because there there's similarities, but there's enough different that kind of piqued my interest in rereading and be like, oh, that scene was slightly different in the comic book. It was better or it was worse. I want to go back and see how they did it yeah. and how they moved the narrative in a certain way that the season was, you know, I mean, television is television. Sure. So like they don't have time to, to fit in everything. Um, they have to make some odd changes in, you know, if you've read the comic book, they make some odd changes in the story uh, for the, the show. Um, but that, yeah. So I just started rereading uh, the first volume um, which I don't even remember what the hell it's called now. Um, but it's just, it's still introducing yeah. the characters and you're getting to meet everybody for the first time. Um, so it, it's, it's just an interesting look back at Garth Ennis's world. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it is 12 years old at this point. God, uh, so I, it, I can't believe that it's a little dated in some ways. Um, like there are some things that probably wouldn't fly necessarily in yeah. today's culture. Um, but it's still a damn solid story. No. Um, especially those first few volumes of The Boys. When was the last time you read them? Uh, oh, man. Probably when they came out. Oh, really? I'd say okay. 07, 08, somewhere in there. So. Okay. Well, you know what? They're all on Comixology Unlimited, sponsor of this video. <laughs> uh, We're just going to call this one sponsored by Comixology. Yeah, and maybe they'll see it and be like, oh, shit, there do we need go. to send those guys a check? And then we'll say, yes, you do. <laughs> So I watched, I didn't watch the show yet. 
I did watch a guy do a breakdown on YouTube about what happens in it. And I was bummed that like the full series, the full yeah. After okay. after he had shotgunned it, he did about a thirty minute video, kind of describing what goes on in the series, kind of the similarities and differences. I noticed like one difference is uh, the boys aren't necessarily a cleanup crew like they were in the comic, and that's what I really dug about it was they picked up the messes that these super egos yeah, would and make. when they got out of line, they yeah. smacked them yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like that is one of my biggest gripes about the show, yeah. The Boys, is that they seem to just kind of come together for no reason other than Bill, uh, I'm sorry, William Butcher hates soups. Yeah. It's like that's the big driving force that got you together. It's like you're not already a team of people that disbanded for a while. Uh, like Because they're introducing characters, like the female. The female, yeah. no one ever knew her before a particular episode that she's in. You know, and... and, and I feel like that is something that they really did well in the comic is the first uh, the first few panels where Butcher meets or I'm sorry, Butcher meets uh, Rainer in her office. Uh-huh. Uh, first off, they, they hate fuck. Yeah. First, because Garth. Because why book. not? Yeah. And you have to do that. Um, and then it very easily explains like, okay, you want this and you want that to get this team back going. And this is a good political climate for it. And, like, it really explains what the boys are supposed to be. Yeah. And and the show never really does that in a, in a fully fleshed out way. So that that was that was one of my big main gripes about the show. Other than that, the show's great. Gotta I mean, watch the show. They, they got Simon Pegg for that role, right? They did. I mean, because the book, literally, when it came out, I'm like... They were like, yeah, this is basically Simon Pegg. Oh, okay. So maybe, I'm sorry. So yes, Simon Pegg is in it. Yeah. Simon Pegg is not Huey. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Simon Pegg plays Huey's dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he's a little bit older now, right? Ah. So he, he he wouldn't necessarily be a very good Huey. So they got a new guy to play Huey. Not a huge fan of him. Much would have preferred Simon Pegg with like you CGI. You could have done Simon yeah, Pegg. They, they could have you younged him up a little bit. He's not that old. Late mid forties, he can play. What's Yui supposed to be? Twenties. So like, I don't want to ruin it for you, but you need to see Simon Pegg in this because yeah. dude looks old. Dude, dude is looking old, and he yeah. does say Jinx. The son does not say Jinx. He says Jinx, which okay. is a catchphrase. Yeah, uh, that he he kind of uses throughout the, the the show. So overall, you recommend? I recommend just because it's it's something that you don't see yeah. every day. Um, and there are a few scenes, uh, especially since my wife hasn't, she's never read the yeah. boys. She's not very, not a big comic book reader. She's, she's read a few, but, um, with the boys, there are a few scenes where it's like, Oh shit, I know what's about to happen. And then I just kind of <laughs> look over at her and I look over at her and then it happens and her face just contorts into this like disgust and then happiness and then disgust again. <laughs> she's like, it's like, she's disgusted that the gross thing that happened made her so happy. Yeah. And then she realizes it and then she's disgusted by herself. Yeah. I'm happy, but I need to take a bath. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing that's a big difference is that some of the more silent characters from the book, uh-huh. do you remember, uh, like, um, for instance, the deep, he mm-hmm. just kind of wears that, that uh, diver's helmet, uh-huh. that old fifties diver's helmet. And this one, he's an actual fleshed out character that has lines. Yeah. Um, so one of the big things that kind of happens is, uh, and I don't want to ruin this for you, but it's great. And I'm going to do it. I don't know if you should, cause this is a good, I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Yeah. About the scene with the animal. I actually was not. Oh, okay. I was not going to bring okay, that up. Go ahead. No, this is a equally disgusting scene. Oh God. Um, and actually kind of sad. Honestly sad. Because yeah. in, in the... I'm sure you remember in the book, uh, the deep Homelander and... I think it was Black Noir all okay. had their dicks out. And were like, Starlight, yep. suck our yep. dicks, yep. and we'll let you into the Seven, even though she was already in the Seven. Yeah. She was like, how much does this mean to you? Sucking three dicks? So they kind of... and, and No, not even kind of. They raped her. Yeah. Um, so... It kind of happened the same way in this one, but it was only the deep. Yeah. Um, and since he is an actual character with lines this time, um, they follow that, and he ends up having sex with another woman, and she's just like, "Hey, take your clothes off. Like, I want to see all of you." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, usually the chicks are into my costume, right?" Yeah. And 
Uh, so she's like, no, just take it off. Like, I want to, I want to see like your gills and stuff. Like I, all that I'm into. Oh, no. So he takes off his, his top and he has these gills that range from like right below his pecs yeah. to the sides of his ribs. Yeah. Okay. And they're pretty big. Sure. So, uh, they're making out and she's touching them. He's like, Ooh, you know, tender. So tender. Uh, don't, oh, ow, ow, you're hurting me. Ow. And she pushes him on a couch and rapes his gills. She fingers his gills while he screams and yells. Oh, wow. And he, she just kind of makes them stay there and like makes out with him while she's fingering his gills. And she's like, you like that, you dirty fish? And like she totally oh, turns oh. the tables on him, which is A, you're raping a rapist, so is it bad? And then you realize, yes, it is bad. And then it's a horrible thing to watch. But like that happened on the show. Yeah. Did not happen in the book. Am I sad that I saw that? No. Oh, man. No, I feel dirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Um, oh, I bet her fingers smell like fish oil. Oh. <laughs> You're fucking a meat market. Oh. All right, so... Um, so anyway, watch that show <laughs> mainly for the gill banging. All right. So a um, couple of things. Have you seen the trailer for HBO's Watchmen redo? Remake? I have. And... Uh, well, initially, because I didn't know anything about it, I was really fucking confused. Yeah. I was like, are they rebooting Watchmen? Like, I don't understand what I'm watching. And then somebody mentioned to me that it's actually a sequel. Yes. To the book. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Rorschach's got a cult. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's... So I, I, I'm really pumped about that. When does that come out? I think October, November. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean... If HBO is looking for something, I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Game of Thrones takeover. I don't think it, I don't think it's going to take the spot of what Game of Thrones did. I don't know, man. Um, like, technically Chernobyl did that, right? They were doing better numbers than Game of Thrones. I, I think it's just, I didn't see it. I want to see it. I want to see it too. But I hear it's just like sad. I, I just don't want to see people's faces melt. Like yeah. that's not cool. Yeah. It's okay if it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. Oh, because well, the yeah. Nazis. <laughs> Fuck the Nazis. Dude, I could literally watch a Nazi being tortured with a smile. <laughs> like I couldn't care two shits what about, about a Nazi. A, what about a Nazi being raped? With what? I, I didn't I'm not justifying what. I'm Pineapple just saying. makes me smile. Uh <laughs> something small, eh, not so much. No, so, but yeah, Nazis I, Nazis. In anything you do to a Nazi, they're basically a target practice dummy I, for me. I think it looks good, man. I, I'm I'm really into it. I, I, you know, I know Alan Moore hates it, but it's just like, okay, dude. Of course, you hate everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but I'm sure you're. What he's not telling you is is how much he doesn't hate the fat fucking checks that come through. Oh, he cashes them immediately. Yeah, yeah. he's know. like, I want direct deposit on that shit, Warner yeah, Brothers. Yeah, thank you, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, for this car I just bought. Um, yeah, I'm down. I mean, anytime you bring Don Johnson back into something and make it cool, I'm in. Um, and plus that newest teaser that at the very end there, you're at kind of like a carnival mm -hmm. and then you just see a guy walking in a suit and you see a blue hand reach down and pick something up. Like, Ooh, I haven't seen that you one You didn't yet. see that one uh -huh. where the blue hand picks up a mask and it's just like it fades out? That's awesome. Yeah, I'd love it. I would love it if they got Billy Crudup back to play um, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, he I was he really a, good. He was like one of the best things in. I love the Watchmen movie. Same. I'm I'm a hardcore fan of the book. I grew up with the book. I love it. I love the movie because I think it's just an extension. You know, yeah, it's got a different ending. Still works for me. You know, I mean, and it's not even that different. It's not that different. They take, they take the alien thing out. Yeah, they take the alien thing out, but you get the basic ending. I, I'm wondering though if if the HBO series is going to mention what are they going to do? Are they going to base it off the movie? Or they base it off the book. I think they'll be smart and not do either. They'll just be like, hey, this is it. This is the sequel gotta to mention, whatever you saw. They got to mention. I mean, obviously, it's after the stuff happened. Yeah, the tragedy. Okay. All right. You got to be, right. be generic smart. with it. See? And then you don't you See? don't cut anybody out. See, HBO, that's why you should have hired Rodney for yeah, this. That's right. And I'll work for Comixology <laughs> comic books, man. Scarlet Spider number three this week. <laughs> Ooh, um, I wonder what happened to Ben Riley. <laughs> I wonder if he's really the clone or not. Only or, or Kane. Oh, Kane. Kane! I forgot about Kane. Kane. Um, Sandman is coming to Netflix. Okay. Were you a Sandman fan? I wasn't, um, because 
I think the only time I ever gave it a chance, I was too young for it. So I was just like, God damn, this is fucking pretentious. I don't know yeah. half these words. And yeah. then I just flipped the page. It's all art. And then I flipped the page. It's all words. I don't, I don't know yeah. what's going on there. So yeah, I, I have not tried since. It's I like, know you've pushed it on me a few times. It's it's a good read. It's good. It does. If you, if you catch it at the wrong time, you just look at it and go, yeah, this is a hot topic guys. Wet dream. Uh-huh. You know, you know, guy in fishnets, Black lipstick. He's playing the cure, and he's just like, "Oh, Sandman's in the hourglass. Oh, <laughs> Lady Death. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's what they sound like in my head." Yeah, it's just My Chemical Romance <laughs> videos, like music videos. Yeah, but um, I think it could be interesting. We have no details other than, oddly enough, it's at Netflix. Now, there's someone came up with a good theory about why it's at Netflix. Because the DC app is getting swallowed up by the HBO Max app. So DC Universe app is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And what people were saying was, well, how do you, how else do you think they're going to get the cash to do all these apps? They're basically selling, they sold Sandman to Netflix so they could get some cash, some seed money. Okay. So they could get the this this whole big app going. Okay. I mean, I guess that makes sense, especially if they don't plan on doing anything with Sandman yeah. for a few years. Well, I mean, ever. originally about five years ago, it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to do it in a movie. He was going to play Morpheus in a movie and I'm like how the hell do you do that as a movie mm-hmm. and that and do it as a movie that 90 minutes uh, you know, okay like, do it as a two hour movie that the majority of the world is going to understand without reading this book mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible I think you would have been smarter to do a lady death movie or a death movie like the high cost of living mm-hmm. and introduce Sandman through that because she's it's first of all way easier you, all you're doing is having a goth chick walk around New York with a guy talking about life. Way easy movie to make. Not going to cost you any money. No real special effects other than when Sandman shows up. Morpheus. Um, could be interesting, man. In the right hands, it could be real. I mean, but got to look at TV, man. You know, you and I grew up in, in a time when, like, TV was just, you know, all kind of procedural, episodic shit. Mm-hmm. You know... The Law and Order was on, but like all the cop shows and all that stuff, and like a superhero show was something on like CW or Fox that had like really shitty outfits, like Mantis, handicapped black guy that puts on a suit of armor. Mm-hmm. Like, really? That's all you got? Or James Cameron's Dark Angel. Hey, I watched the fuck out of some Dark Angel, <laughs> I man. I watched <laughs> some, dude, I watched every single episode. I was like, family, dinner's over, Dark Angel's on. Let's go. Like every single episode, and when and when what what was his name like Jack or whatever the boyfriend <laughs> killed himself yeah, yeah. so that he could give her his healthy heart to Jessica Alba, I would do the same thing. Jessica Alba, you You're, can have, first you of all, already have first my heart. Of all, first of all, your heart is by no means healthy. <laughs> Second of all, your heart is as big as Jessica Alba. She could cut it open and use it as a sleeping. It bag. will give her superpowers. <laughs> Blood pressure of 200 over 100, but superpowers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you may lose your toes next week yeah. with superpowers. But superpowers. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I love Dark Angel. That intro I, with like the drone. I forgot it completely. Oh, it's so good. I just remember the cover of the DVD. I was like... Oh, God. The DVD? No, man. You had to watch it on Sundays, every Sunday. Was it a Sunday show? I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday show. I thought it was like a Friday, because it was one of those, like, like uh, Firefly that kind of nobody watched. and <laughs> Just me. Just me well, eagerly yeah, sitting in front of I, my TV. I hate people. I hate Firefly fans. I love Firefly. Mm-hmm. I hate the fans. And I'll go on record as saying that right now, because none of them watched it. I actually did watch the show mm-hmm. when it was on. Uh, I think I only missed a couple of the episodes. Maybe that's why it didn't get that's picked why, up. That's why I didn't, it went uh, down, man. <laughs> but uh, It only had like 12. Why'd yeah. you miss like four? But I hate the fact you're like, if it had stayed on, it would have been awesome. No, it wouldn't. You would not like it. Any, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be talking about it. If it made a full two seasons, mm-hmm. you know, I doubt you'd talk about it. The fact that it didn't, and the only fact it only got 13 episodes in a movie, that's why you The movie about. was luck. Yeah. The movie was total luck that that happened. Yeah. Uh, and, and but but it's just like anything Joss Whedon made. Yeah. Like, okay, Buffy. You want more Buffy? He's still they're still putting out fucking comics yep. to this day. Are they popular? Not really. Um, so they're doing Firefly jumped another company from Dark Horse to something else. And, oh really? And they rebooted that. They're starting. They rebooted Firefly. I think so. 
Damn, I, think I didn't even know it was, if, I didn't know it was booted enough to reboot. It, yeah, they, Dark Horse lost a lot of their properties in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously they lost Star Wars a couple of years back. Yeah. Uh, they lost. Uh, I don't know about Buffy, but I know they lost Firefly. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if like they're going to lose Alien or any of those coming up. Uh, okay, so we're switching topics a little bit because. I love all that new Alien comic. All those new K- uh, Alien some pretty comics good ones, yeah. on Comixology Unlimited. Yeah. Yeah, man. I read all of those. They're so fucking good. The Aliens, Predator, Prometheus. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Fire and Bone or something yep. like that. All the stories. I, def- I recommend. I read the Alien one and I read the Predator one. Mm-hmm. I don't think I read the Prometheus one. But I love Prometheus the movie. It's like a three-part series that they're doing that kind of incorporates a little bit of yeah. all the worlds. And dude... You mix and mash all the, all, all those things together, and you got a damn good story. Dude, I'm I'm gonna go on a limb. I don't care if, if it's unpopular. I love both the Alien versus Predator movies. I love them. Ooh, okay. They're fun. No, that's you're out there, bud. They're fun. The first one, great fun. Second one, boring as fuck. No way. The second one's even better. It's super gory. They made it R rated. They gave you exactly what you wanted. Dude, R rated doesn't necessarily mean better. Look. This isn't high concept art, Andy Warhol. You know, this isn't a guy sleeping for eight hours or, you know, Dracula and drag. I need thematic okay? elements. No. And I need. No. This is. A color palette. This, this is. Aliens are it's on the point. Aliens are in the sewers. The predator comes down to hunt them. Some stupid ass redneck teenagers get in the way. Here comes the military. But drop a bomb. Gore. Titty. Done. Oh yeah, you gotta have one at least. Yeah, you gotta have at least a boob shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, horror so, movie with no boobs. I mean, no offense, Fox. I could write this movie in my sleep yeah. and do a way better. Okay, we were on vacation when the Predator came out. Did you see the Predator? Can we not talk about it? It's the worst piece of that shit was, I've that ever was seen. That was so bad. It was horrible from beginning to end. Yeah, there was nothing redeeming about it. No. Shane Black wrote and directed that. Why? Yeah. And there he's was, a talented dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was horrible. Uh, and like even some of their choices. So like Olivia Munn is a, a, uh, a scientist in that, right? Oh, sure. Who the hell is the first sure. one to jump? She sure. chased the Predator out of the facility like she's goddamn Terminator. Yeah. Okay? She shouldn't have a callus on her goddamn body. Okay? <laughs> it, it's just, it's unbelievable sorry. to me. How many labs have you been to? <laughs> You ever met? You ever been to a lab? I've been to a bunch of them with my line of work. Uh huh. Uh huh. Never met. I, I think in 23 years of doing my line of work, I have never met a scientist that looks like Olivia Munn. Are you talking about like good looking or that go get them? I'm gonna chase the alien. Either one. Okay. Yeah. I've never met a scientist, and I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm sure there's there's a random scientists super, are nerds. Nerds don't fight. There's a super hot nerd. Science chick somewhere in a lab. God bless you. You're doing you're doing someone's work, whatever. But I've never seen someone like Olivia Munn. Uh, plus, why have her in it? I mean, she was great in 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 the one of the worst X Men films. As <laughs> she had like two lines. Yeah, could have been none. It could have easily could have been none. That outfit could have been none. Well, I mean, that's what I asked didn't for. Didn't need it. Didn't need her to talk. Just need her to walk. You know. Well, like, I, you know, I, I didn't mind her as Psylocke, but I wish they'd actually used her for something. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Craig from B-Movies and Ebooks. And if you don't know about B-Movies and Ebooks, it's basically a podcast between two lifelong friends. We cover horror movies, cult movies, and B-Movies on a bi-weekly basis. And also, we talk about the latest genre fiction we've read. So after you get done listening to this fine episode of Longbox Small Talk, head on over to iTunes and search for B-Movies and Ebooks and hit subscribe. It's easy to do, you'll be entertained, and you're going to find out about a ton of titles you never even knew existed. No, so Psylocke, uh, yeah, I just wish they had used her for something because the way they just kind of like, oh, Olivia Munn is Psylocke, boo, yeah, and then two lines, and then the rest of her is on the cutting room floor. You may as well have cut her out completely, or or not use a guy to play Apocalypse that's only five foot seven. They hit it well, but yes, I could tell that he was inferior, or not make it look like a Power Ranger movie. That was my big thing. Yeah. He looked just like Ooze. Yeah. From the old Power Ranger movie. Yeah. yeah. It was sad, but like... I wanted the witch to come out. <laughs> I'll uh, get you, Power Rangers! Yeah. Ah! Uh, you're talking about... What's her name? Oh, God, dude. 
Yeah, even I watched. Rita Repulsa. Rita Repulsa. Rita Repulsa. Uh, short aside, Power Rangers movie that came out during our hiatus. Yeah. Great. I gotta see it then. Great. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Okay. So, big finale. Big finale. We're casting the Fantastic Four movie. They're called us. We're gonna cancel. We're gonna cast it. Uh, we're gonna pick our people. Uh, so the rules are very simple. We are picking six characters, six or five. Oh I shit! I only did the four. You said Fantastic Four. I sent you two more. Okay, so we're going to cast. I'll do it off the top of my head. We're gonna. I'll do, do it live. We're gonna read. Do Reed, Sue, Johnny, Ben, Doctor Doom. Okay. And Namor. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I've even got though it. even though the rumor is Namor is gonna appear as the enemy in Black Panther two. I would still like to give my idea as to who I would I like pick. that. I haven't heard that yet. I, yeah, that seems to be going around that, that it's going to be uh, Wakanda versus, versus Atlantis. Well, I mean, they had a great storyline a few years ago where they hated each other. Yeah. And yeah. that was awesome. And, of course, in Endgame, the middle of Endgame, she says, there's an earthquake under the Atlantic. And they say, what are you doing about it? She goes, it's just an earthquake. But kind of leads you to believe... There's something else. Something's going on at the same time. Okay. Okay. So the rules okay. are rules are simple. You can go hog wild. Um, I'm going to um, stay away from uh, a young cast. I'm going with. Oh, you don't want to do the ultimate Fantastic Four? You can do whatever you like. It's yours. But I'm going with. Uh, um, I'm going to stick mine a little bit older. I did too. Okay. Cool. I, I went a little bit older. Um, you go first. This is your game. Okay, just a second. I'm looking. I had to get one name. I don't. Should have... we call this game something? Oh no, we're just calling uh, Cassis. We'll call it Cassis. Okay, Cassis. I don't know what you're saying. Cast this. Cast this. Yes, I like it. Good Lord, no, I thought I was a devil, dude. I'm old now. Okay, our hiatus made me older. I don't know if you know okay. that. Okay, I mean, okay, I gotta write this guy's name down. Okay, so let's go. And of course, auto corrected. Um, let's go with the big one. Okay. Uh, Reed Richards. All right. Uh, what you got? Father of the Fantastic Four. Hyper intelligent. Super stretchy. Kind of have to play someone. You have to play him kind of disassociative. Like, he's supposed to be the patriarch, but he's so wrapped up in science, he kind of misses the big picture. Or no, he he misses the small things, but concentrates on the big picture. Yeah, um, you need somebody that can pull that off. My my pick for the matriarch or the patriarch of the Fantastic Four, uh, Patrick Wilson. Uh, he played the bad guy in Aquaman. Mm-hmm. He is in the Conjuring. He plays the Warren. Uh, he plays Mister Warren in the Conjuring. Um, Pat, I, uh, he's a nerd. Great actor. I think you put the little gray in the temples. He's, I think he's in his forties. He's going to pull off Reed Richards easily. He can play, he can play disassociative and he can also play the family guy. And I could believe that he would be a super genius. So I'm going Patrick Wilson as uh, Mr. Fantastic. Okay. I mean, that's a good pick. Okay. That's a very good pick. Um, So I I actually chose someone we talked about uh, last issue a little bit uh, or a lot of bit. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Because he can kind of do everything. I'm not against that. Yeah. Like, I'm not against that. Sure, it's a little non-traditional, but again, you put the gray in the temples, put him in a lab coat, get him some I, stretchy CGI. I can see that. I, I think he got it. I think, like, I think, though, like, honestly, though, I think what Keanu would rather do is probably Doctor Doom. He would make a good I think Doctor Doom. Because age-appropriate. You know, I'm thinking these guys are a little more middle-aged. Mm-hmm. You know, why make these guys kids? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, is Keanu Reeves a kid? He's 53. Okay. Then I think I did all right. I mean, yeah. So I think Patrick Wilson's in his 40s. Yeah. So it would make sense that maybe you could see that they probably went to school together, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. There's a rivalry, you know, slash, you know, kinship. You know, they admire each other. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I like it, though. I think it's, a, it's an interesting mm-hmm. choice for Reed Richards. Yeah. And I just, I, I have that much faith in Reeves. Yeah. Like, dude, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. Like, and when I was writing that down, I was just like, okay, so is he a good choice? And I thought of the same thing I complained about last issue where like, I I don't like seeing super recognizable people because it pulls me out of the movie. Yeah. But he's such a good actor that I can kind of forego that. Yeah. Like 
John Wick. I know that's Keanu Reeves kicking ass on screen, but to me, that's also John Wick. Yep. You know, so like he, he just has this ability to transcend the screen as an actor. Um, who's your invisible woman? Okay. So the popular idea was to have John Krasinski as, as Mr. Fantastic and his wife, Emily Blunt as Sue Richards, the invisible girl. Okay. Okay. I like John Krasinski, but the more I look at him, I didn't think he was Mr. Fantastic. I don't feel like he was the guy, but Emily Blunt, his wife is Sue Storm. You don't need to dye her hair. I don't care. She can have dishwater hair. It doesn't matter to me. She seems like the person that would back up a guy that no matter what, like she's, she's, she's holding the family together. She knows what he's doing is important. She loves him no matter what. She wishes he'd be more of a, of a partner and a father, but knows that that's what comes with being in this group of people. Yeah. Um, but she does challenge him on it. Yes. You know, she has, she has the ability. Emily Blunt is an incredible actress. Um, and I know that they probably want to do it as a team, like Emily and, and John together. But I think body chemistry wise, Patrick's a little bit taller than her, just like John is. Uh, they look like they would go together. They would be people that would date in college and be married and still be together. They look like family. They look like a husband and a wife. In my opinion, that's my Emily Blunt is my Sue Richards. All right. Okay. Uh, Invisible Woman for me. Again, I chose someone that we've recently talked Jessica about. Jessica Alba. Uh, I'm going to youngify <laughs> Jessica Alba to her Dark Angel days because mm. she is my Dark Angel. Uh, so, yes, I chose Jessica Alba for How Invisible Woman. Now, just in case you challenged me on it, I did have a second pick. Okay. Um, although it may not work depending on the Marvel you know, rights thing. Okay. Uh, Brie Larson as the Invisible Woman. I I could see that. Yeah, I could see her if she hadn't been uh, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel. Yeah, I think she easily could have been Sue Storm. Yeah, same. Um, She's strong, and like some of her Captain Marvel scenes are fantastic action scenes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think I think your Alba is more. You probably. See, You'd get that way before you get Brie Larson. Well, also, yeah. Marvel could buy <laughs> could buy Alba for real cheap. Yeah. She would probably work for comic books also from well, Comixology. Okay. Thank you for the sponsorship, <laughs> Comixology. All right, so Johnny Storm. All right. This one was easy for me. Uh, see, this one I, I had to think about and uh, watched another video by somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I Chris, agreed. Chris Evans again? No, no. Uh uh, I'm going to say it wrong. Dacker Montgomery, uh, he played Billy in Stranger Things. He's the bully guy oh, from season okay. two and three. Okay. Uh, I think you give him a short haircut, mm-hmm. and Mr. Montgomery could be Johnny Storm easily. Okay. Uh, he's cut. He's thin. He's young. Uh, he's got... You can definitely play the arrogant role. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see he can play a hothead. I just... I. I Dacker Montgomery is easily. I know I'm butchering his name. I'm sorry, man. It's it maybe Dacer or Dace something. Anyway, but Dacker Montgomery is my pick for Johnny Storm. No, I mean I can see it. The only problem that I see with that one is that I already hate him from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and like, and it's a it's a very tangible hate. So like seeing him on the screen yeah. might bring some of that back. But yeah, but yeah, I, I think he could do it. But I think uh, the mark of a good actor like him is if you can come in and play a different role. Sure. And really turn it around and, like, you don't know that it's him. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, Chris Evans played Human Torch and then went five years later and played Captain America. Excellent. And was two completely different characters. Yes. You know? So, okay, who do you get? Um, my Human Torch is, uh, might, you know, might surprise you, uh, Zac Efron. I, you know, honestly, I've heard that name thrown around for the, oh, really? for the role. Yeah. Wow. That's not a shocker. Uh, but I... You know, not a bad choice, mm-hmm. but again, dude's got acting chops. I don't disagree. He's thin. I've he's seen, young. He's ripped. I'm not knocking him. Yeah. He he could do it. I think though, when you upload, when you, you're you're top loading your cast, you, you know, Fantastic Four is going to be special effects, eh, special effects heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, so that might the the lesser known people you utilize. The lower the budget on the casting is going to be, um, 
Although I'm gonna, my next one's probably gonna ruin that. Blow the budget. Yeah, my 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 Doctor Doom's gonna blow my budget, but um, I don't know that much if he would be that expensive. But Zac Efron. No, no, my Doctor Doom. But oh, okay. Efron is gonna cost you a penny or two. So yeah, I mean, a little Keanu penny. and Efron are gonna cost you. Um, oh, we didn't do Ben Grimm yet. Okay, no, I, no, he's okay, next. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, my Ben Grimm's gonna kill my kill mine as well. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> okay, you go first this time. Okay, so you... the thing I also drew from Stranger Things, yeah. uh, David Harbour. Dude was a mediocre Hellboy, but I think okay. he would okay. do the thing some see, justice. See, the problem is, is he's in Black Widow. He's playing... Well, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, he's playing a Russian... Maybe I didn't think it all the way through. Yeah, but I, I could see it. I, I, I just recently watched the Hellboy movie. Oh. Um... Quick he, aside, what'd you think? He is really good yes. as Hellboy. Yeah. It was a really badly written movie. Yes, it was. Um, and then like every other five seconds, there's like some shitty computer-generated blues rock song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you didn't need that. And the thing that made De- Guillermo del Toro so good is you didn't need all that shit. Yeah. You know? Um, but I, Harbor, I like. Yeah. I think Harbor would do a great Ben Grimm. Uh, you think that's probably your best casting so far? I, I think they should also give the thing a beard. Just I don't do see it. why not. He's had a beard in certain. Oh really? I've certain, never certain, seen him with a beard. If you look around, there are some storylines where you would see him with stubble. Okay, that's interesting. Rubble stubble. I'm, I'm like, rubble stubble. <laughs> rubble stubble. I'm I've gonna have to it. look for that. That's... I've seen it once or twice. Um, so mine. Actually, this was announced. Wait, what are the, Namor and uh, Doctor Doctor Doom? Doom. Okay, my so. my Ben Grimm. Um, has been thrown around a couple of years ago in the Marvel Universe. Um, I think he would be awesome. Um, and I'm prefacing this by saying the movie that, if I'm going to recommend a movie for everybody to watch that I know some of you did not go see, Bumblebee. Bumblebee is the Transform movie that should have come out first. Mm-hmm. I think it would have made a billion dollars. Um, the first five minutes alone are a Transformer fan's wet dream. It's That's when a, it's actually on Cybertron, right? Yes. Okay. It starts on Cybertron. It looks like the animated series. Mm-hmm. It is incredible. That's literally the only part of that movie I've seen. And I was like, oh, shit. The yeah. rest of the movie is perfectly fine. Good. So okay. this guy is one of the main characters in the movie. Uh, John Cena as Ben Grimm. What? Yep. I, I'm going with John Cena. I think he has the physique to play it. He has the mannerism that this would be a guy that would have been friends with Patrick Wilson, you know, Patrick Wilson's Mr. Fantastic in college or high school. They would have grown up together. Uh, I'd say that maybe John Cena did go go to the military and they came out and then he was just like, hey, man, what are you doing? He's like, hey, man, I've got a lab. I need a te- I need a test pilot. Why don't you come work for me? You know, come come help out to me. John Cena could play. Outside of the rock and inside of the rock, you know he could. He definitely could. I think he could be that guy. But isn't his tagline "You can't see me"? So shouldn't he be the Invisible Woman? <laughs> I hate you. I'm just saying. I mean, no, but logically, that that's my pick for Ben Grimm is John Cena. Okay, I mean I see it, and like, dude keeps improving on his acting. Yes. So like, like the last thing I saw him in, I want to say it was Cockblockers. I gotta see that. Okay. Was it good? Uh, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was. It, it was just like tag. It was very forgettable, yeah. but funny. Was I'm tag not, fun? Ta- uh, tag was funny until the very end, and then got real sad. Oh, it's it's one of the it's one of those movies that's just like, oh shit, this is a, this is like this. Oh, like I I did not expect it to be like that. <laughs> but um, I mean, tag was fine too. It's just it's a forgettable summer comedy. Jeremy Renner dies. Uh, no. Okay, somebody does though. Somebody's going to. I'm Don't not gonna ruin say. It. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. All right. So it's on Netflix. Like, have you not seen this? I didn't know it was on Netflix yet. I'm okay. pretty sure it is. Okay, it's on something. Don't you descri- subscribe to everything like I do? Yeah, just absolutely everything under sun. Yeah. Okay. So Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. This is an important character in the Marvel universe. This guy could be around. He could be your next Thanos. Um. I think he's way more villainous than Thanos ever was. You know, this guy is ego is ego is 
you know, lost his mother, you know. So in order to get get her back, he delves. He just doesn't go crazy. He gets into the dark arts yeah. and tries to resurrect his mom. Also, is a super genius as well, mm-hmm. like Reed Richards. Um, so you got to have somebody that can play strong behind the armor physically, but also menacing. Yeah, menacing as fuck. My pick for Doctor Doom: Liev Schreiber. Okay. Uh, from uh, shit. The Ray, whatever show. I can't think of the name of the show on. Well, I mean, he was he was Sabretooth. He's Sabretooth in Wolverine Origins. I was trying not to bring that one up. Well, I mean, that's where our audience would know him from. Yeah, he played uh, he played uh, the guy that made Citizen Kane, uh, Orson Welles in the Citizen Kane, the movie about RKO. The, oh, okay. About the making of Citizen Kane. Liev Schreiber is an incredible actor in his fifties. Easily could play this guy that was grew up or kind of. Maybe didn't grow up with Patrick Wilson's Mr. Fantastic, but they went to college together. Maybe they met in college. They're, you know, got a little rivalry, but at the same time, like, from afar, they're just like, oh, yeah, that guy's pretty fucking smart, too. Yeah. Um, And if something goes wrong, easily you can see the ego come out, the blaming, Mm -hmm. you know. It's never my fault. I'm a super genius. That's right. So I'm going with Leo Schreiber for Dr. Doom. Now, do you need a minute? You want me to? No, I've got it. Go for it. So, um, like I said, I was not prepared. So I initially thought of this as a joke. But the more I stewed on it, I'm like, holy shit, this might be amazing. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Oh, wow. Yeah. Think about it. Well, he is a smart guy in real life. He's a smart guy in real life. He's huge and menacing. Ooh. He could pull off like like a... like an Austrian accent, because we've seen him in in Rocky with that Russian. His, I just use his regular accent. He's got does that he have weird, one? That his regular accent is kind of like a little bit of wherever he's from. Okay, but with a kind of North Atlantic. I just I don't watch so Dolph Lundgren movies has, for yeah, the. the it, le- it has a bit of a. Sorry, I gotta get close to the mic. I'm sitting there. Uh, it has a bit of a a little bit of something on it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd need to do much of anything to him. Like that's a really good. That's a good pick. Yeah. That and you, again, you pull that right books. out of the air. Comic books, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Namor. Namor. This is our last pick. Yeah. I had to, I Namor was the easiest one. I've had my Namor for probably two years. Mm. Um, I love this guy. He is a great actor. Um, he was on the TV show Lost. He was also in the movie Planet Terror. All right. When I think of Namor, I don't think necessarily of a white person. Mm-hmm. Because Atlantis is, you know, you don't know exactly where Atlantis is. You imagine it's somewhere in the vicinity of Africa or maybe somewhere buried in the ocean of the, near the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I would think he'd be a swarthier complexion. I would think Atlanteans would almost look Turkish in a way, maybe Middle Eastern a little bit. My pick, because Namor has to be ruthless, arrogant as a mofo. You've got to be arrogant. You know, you've got to imagine this guy can hover over a tidal wave with his arms folded, looking down on everybody, saying, I can kill you all and would not miss a beat because you guys have fucked up the oceans. That's my home, you know, so I'm going to fuck you up. My pick from Lost, Navin Andrews, who played Saeed. Okay, I think, uh, man, does, is he Pakistani? Uh, Middle Eastern. I don't know exactly what he is. Hold on, let me bring him up. Uh, well, Pakistan, if I know my globe correctly, is is closer to like India than Middle East. There, that's Navin Andrews. Think of you. If, think of his hair being a little more wet looking, like it always was. Yeah. And lost. But the fact that he could kind of... He could kind of look down on you. Easily. No, like, I I get it. Like, looking at him, like, I see it. I think he's... I think he could be an Amor. And, Honestly. again, you can get him for real cheap. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think he would be a great guy to bring into Black Panther 2. Yeah. And then you... He's your... Like, I think the way you get to Fantastic Four... I don't mean to interrupt you. Go for your, your pick for Namor. The way you get it, you just don't bring them in. You have to bring in Namor first, 
and then you need to bring Silver Surfer, like you, you and I talked about a while back. Mm-hmm. You bring those two characters in, and you kind of set it up. You're setting your chess pieces up. Maybe you introduce Doctor Doom or Victor Von Doom, or you say Victor Von Doom, uh, uh, the my, the matriarch or the monarch of Lat- Latvia or Lat- Latvia, whatever they call it. Latveria. Latveria. Sorry, dude, I'm dyslexic. Go okay, <laughs> that's fine. Um, you set all those things up, then you introduce them. Um, but to me, that's the guy that's going to play. I think he's in his mid, he's in his late to late forties. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, I mean, also this would be him at home receiving the phone call. Bring! Oh God, lost another reboot. What are we doing? You know, they actually were they were talking about that. Well, didn't they do Reborn? No. I thought they they did a whole season of Reborn. No. No. Are you kidding? I think you're thinking of Heroes Reborn. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, Lost, they actually, last year we're talking about it because uh, Evangeline Lilly was like, no, I don't want to do it. And I think everybody else was just like, please do it. Bitch, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't see Jack getting a lot of roles these no, days. No, no. No Speed Racer 2 or 3. <laughs> All right, so what do you got for name? Why Mort- not, though, damn it? Speed Racer was awesome. I love Speed Racer. Listen up, movie developers. You make me another goddamn Speed Racer yeah. movie in the exact same style Look, as the first one. Lana Wachowski, screw the Matrix. You Don't paint yourself into a corner. Speed Racer 2. Yeah, what do they say? That art is never completed? That's it's right. only unfinished? It's That's only right. incomplete? Go back and make another More Speed, Speed Racer. Racer. More, More Speed, Speed Racer. Racer. I don't care if you make <laughs> zero money at the box office. I will be there, <laughs> and I will buy popcorn and candy, and I will watch it twice at least. <laughs> All right, so who's your name? Okay, so my name or um, I did not get to a name or yet. I'm not that quick. Uh, the Dolph Lundgren took all my creativity for the day. Um, that was a good hit, though. So I'm gonna go with Namor, and this is gonna be really racist, but just someone Asian. Wow. Needs to be Asian. Wow. Well, I mean, name all the the Hollywood actors right now. Grade A. You know what? Um, the actually the guy from Lost. The Asian guy from Lost, whatever his name is. Okay. Just wow. I'm sorry that I did not look ahead and I was not properly and culturally wow. made aware of what I See, needed I to bring th- to the table. I don't think of him as Asian. I never have. I've always thought oh, really? of him. I think I think he's Korean. That's in Asia. No, I'm talking about Namor. Oh, okay. I don't I don't think of Namor as Korean as Asian. I always thought he was definitely like like there's a Eastern European meets meets Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. you know, like it's somewhere across in there. Well, you know? I mean, my only question is for your guy, how did he get so tan underneath the water? It's genetics. Genetic remember, genetics. remember he was Namor is also the way you get to the X-Men. He is the first mutant. Yeah. So, okay. So, so his- I'm just saying a couple hundred years underneath the oceans. Maybe his dad was Middle Eastern and his mom was... His dad was black, and then that's just where he is in lightening up over the hundreds of years. And those letters need to go to address to Rodney Heron. Hi, it's me. (laughs) I said those things for the Uh, comedies. (laughs) All right, man. So we cast... Well, well, hang on. Can we say the actual guy's name? What's the Asian... Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hold on. Hello, Google. Who's the Asian guy from Lost... Daniel Day Kim. Yep, Daniel Day Kim. Daniel Day Kim. He was on Hawaii Five. According to Wikipedia, Daniel Day Kim. Shut up, Wikipedia. Korean actor, voice actor, and producer. I knew, was, I knew he was from Korea. Okay, you know he was an angel. Like the TV show? Yeah. Okay. It just said it. I'm just saying, like, who the fuck gives a shit about Angel? <laughs> I thought you were all Buffy. No, God, I, no. I, I never watched. I, it. I don't. I just know, like, about I know Buffy. the silent episode. Hush. Um, Doctor Who did it better. Yeah. Just saying. Hey. I'm a Doctor Who fan. So. All right, so how are we going to end this on a, on a high note? Uh, Who do you think did better casting? I mean, I understand I was <laughs> ill-prepared for some of those. I think both of us had some good picks, man. I think your Dolph Lundgren was a really good pick that I didn't think about. I, I kind of went for a choice that was... Easy to pick. I didn't think about a Dolph Lundgren. He would be a really interesting take on the character. What are some of your uh, second choices? Do you have any? Um, Terry Crews is a thing. 
No, but Terry Crews needs to get into the Marvel Universe. Somehow. I mean, well... He was in Deadpool. Technically, he was in Deadpool, so that would put him in Technically. If they re... Depending on how they do that. um, I love Terry Crews. Can't get enough of him. Yeah. Um, As long as he can make those pecs dance. Yeah. Make them pecs dance, dude. That's your money. That's your money ticket. Donald Glover was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Does that mean he's now in the Sony universe? We can't have him back? Oh, shit. I, mean, I don't know. If he's Prowler, or not Prowler, yeah, he's Prowler. If he's Prowler, then he would go to Sony. I don't think he's Prowler. I think he's the cousin. Wasn't he? He, well, he was Miles' cousin. No, well, Not his uncle. Okay, but regardless, he was getting some gauntlets. Okay. So he was ta- he's going to be somebody. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I thought he was going to be Prowler. Because it seemed like he would be a good guy now. Prowler was a good guy, not... Uh, who was it in Enter the Spider-Verse? Who, who was that? Was that Prowler? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, shit. Well, damn it. It's okay. Sony's got bigger problems than you and I. Spider-Verse was badass. Yeah, Spider-Verse was amazing. <laughs> and that's how we'll end the show. <laughs> Spider-Verse was awesome. Spider-Verse was awesome. Okay. On that note, I'm Bill. I'm Rodney. And... Well, you, just, you can't just point at me <laughs> and just be like, you do the thing. We'll see you next issue. See you next issue. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by BMovies and ebooks.com. Yeah.